Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to the Q&A episode where we'll try to answer your questions in a timely manner. That worked. Yeah. All right. Welcome, guys. Welcome to uh, the Fall of the House Sunshine Q&A episode. Uh, I'm Matt Berger. I'm the uh, I'm the co-creator, and I do lyrics and music. I'm Jonathan Goldberg. I am the co-creator. I do the words, and I help with lyrics sometimes. Uh, I'm Marcus. I don't actually know what my like official title is. I mixed the show, and we recorded it in my apartment, and I did some sound design. I'm Will. I mixed the music for the show for the second season. And uh, helped record some stuff in Marcus's apartment. Yeah, you did. Yeah, that was great. We recorded mostly out of Marcus's apartment, minus one day at the Buddy Project. Buddy Project, all in Astoria. It was fun. We did that last December, and now here we are on a hot August afternoon with all of the AC turned off in my apartment, hunched over my bed so that my daughter can sleep at the other end of the house. This is a super professional behind-the-scenes look. At a real million-dollar money-making podcast, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. Uh, and also, thank you, because uh, honestly, if you're listening to this, either something terrible has happened, you've fallen, and something has pinned you to the ground, and your and your iTunes is just continuing to play random podcasts for you, or most likely you've listened to the entirety of season two of The Fall of the House of Sunshine, and you are you have some questions and you want to listen. So thank you for doing that. That really means a lot to us. Uh, we've been working on this, like I said, uh, 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 well, since last December when we started recording. Uh, John wrote the uh, outline and the original script in 2016, end of 2016, and I started working on music in mid-2017. We all got together and uh, and then met in Astoria and recorded with our awesome cast. There's one member of the team that's not here tonight. That's Rob Heath, Ramblin' Rob Heath. Um, that is his honorific. That's his honorific. That's right, as the Queen has deemed. Um, and he he was an assembler. He took a lot of the stuff. He did like a lot of the basic work on stuff right off the bat. Got everything in order. And then uh, Marcus made it sound cool. And he also he did some of the sound design too. That's right. That's right. And I guess we're talking about that. We also for 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 the first couple episodes we had a we had Mutt uh, in to do sound design as well. So that was cool. That's the team. Um, so guys, I'm excited. We're done. We're done with season two. Uh, we can it sort of seems like life can begin again. Uh, you know, everyone slept. Everyone, everyone slept. slept. 
I, uh, I sort of checked out after episode 13. I don't even know what's going on. I keep having uh, announcements on my phone telling me I need to put up a podcast this week. It keeps coming up because I used to have like three in there so I wouldn't miss it. And I freak out and then I'm like, no, 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 it's good. It's fine. So uh, I'm happy that's happening. But I was wondering if we could just go around and really quickly you could say something that uh, it was a pretty cool season. I, I feel like we did a lot of cool stuff. Tell, tell me something you're proud of and uh, and then maybe something you're you're glad the season's over. You can work on this next or what, what you're doing next, John. Uh, I'm just really excited about how the, all the sound design turned out. Honestly, I put in a lot of crazy things and they actually <laughs> came together and actually sound like what I kind of had in my head with that. So like having a bunch of robots turn into vehicles and then turn into like, oh, giant robot. And like, that was amazing. Well yeah. Done. It all sounded really good. So that was really exciting that like hearing those things come to life every week, you know, starting from that script stage and then moving on from there. Uh, what are, you, what are you up to now? What are you working on next? Uh, well, working on uh, season three of the show. I'm working oh, on. Oh, right. Uh, Shit. <laughs> working on, like, that, right? uh, I'm having to brush town stories. We're probably going to try to do something like that again. Uh, hoping. Uh, I'm working on some other... town stories now. Yeah, hopefully. We'll see. It is. Did you just guess that? Wait, that was that's for real? Is. We're for not real. very smart. <laughs> no. We're very basic. Wow. That's great. Yeah, I can't wait for this. And then, uh, and then working on some other stuff with Roy Gold uh, to make things and then trying to get some stuff done in theater. We'll see if anything happens there also. And that's basically where I am. That's great. Marcus, well, what were you proud of from the season? What do you got coming up? Um, I actually, I think I'm about it. similarly proud of the sound design for those last couple episodes. Um, just like the, the, the first ladies turning into the giant robot was a, quite proud moment of like just it was so fun um and then the the the, like all the godzilla-esque sound design you know i remember reading it and going like i don't know how i'm gonna do that and then (laughs) you know it it just kind of i watched a lot of youtube videos and then it it happened that's awesome um yeah and i'm glad that you guys all liked it because when i sent it i there was definitely like a i'm like man are they going to, like, is it's like, they're going to send me notes and be like, like, what is probably, this? You probably should have done something <laughs> worse because what you literally did was like, we're, in, we're idiots. And we were like, we had something in mind that was impossible and you made it happen. So now we just expect the world of you from now on. So <laughs> like, oh yeah, it was as easy as we thought it was. Marcus Ms. Magic. Um, I mean, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, those were good. That, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> <laughs> Never again. Uh, yes. And what do you got coming up? What are you working on now that uh, this is uh, done? So I'm still I'm still in the tooth first. I'm working on Chompers right now. Chompers uh, is is a podcast, uh, the twice daily podcast for brushing your teeth. Um, it's put up by Gimlet Media. So I'm I've been mixing that like nonstop for a while. You just uh, told me continuing. that the story arc finished with. Oh yeah, we. <laughs> With Walter White blood cell. Walter White blood cell. It actually, um, oh, it's actually not out yet. It's coming out on Sunday. Well, we'll save the, this the, for the, next the week. Final, the final, uh, the final episode of yeah. the trilogy. Jeez, that's um, great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ozymandias. That was no. That was the. Was, was that the final? That was the second to last episode. Um, so I'm doing that. Uh, I'm also working on uh, an EP that I just started, nice. sort of conceptualizing. Um, the first part is just me going up to Maine whenever I get a chance and doing field recordings. And then I'm going to compose a bunch of music uh, for string quartet and, and some other stuff uh, sort of around the field recordings. So I'm working on that. Um, That's rad. Expect that in five to 10 years. 
Yeah, can't wait. <laughs> and you got you'll have your Christmas album will come out before then. So we'll yeah, we <laughs> your yearly Christmas album. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> all Might right. be a, a yearly uh, two songs. That's this, great. This yeah, Christmas single. That's all you need. Well, uh, what are you happy with from the season? And what do you got coming up? I'm really proud of Marcus's sound design. Yeah, man, it's really good. It's, just, <laughs> it's solid stuff. Keep it coming. Keep it coming. What is what is sound design? <laughs> it's uh downloading other people's sound effects from online and then putting oh, them all together that's how the pros do it <laughs> yeah yeah uh and what do you what do you, what do you, what do you no, seriously what are you proud of and what do you got coming up right now uh oh you know i'm, I'm proud of how the stuff sounds that's pretty much my what i've imparted to the <laughs> The music, how yeah. the music sounds. It's kind of like I mixed an EP every week for the past, yeah, better part of a year. Um, it's like a Pat Patterson challenge, like something like that. Like EP I mean, a week, write a song a day. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> oh. uh, what are you working on now? You got cool stuff for Doc's basement, or yeah, well, You're I'm always working on. I'm always mixing stuff. Um, I'm thinking I might write an EP, start writing some music, uh, at least some instrumental tracks. Are you going to go to New Hampshire and record some? No, I think I'm going to do it in my apartment. (laughs) Clever. That's great. New Jersey. We'll post it. Yeah, New Jersey. New New Hampshire, but lower. But Jersey, yeah. We'll post. We'll we'll post any of that stuff. Seriously, we'll put us on the on the Twitter. Um, Five to ten years on the Twitter in five to ten years, (laughs) if Twitter exists in five to ten years. Uh, Cool. I'm actually. I'm really. I was gonna. I was gonna say. I'm really proud of Will's work. Uh, It is literally. uh, Last year, I did all the mixing myself, and then sent it to Nick, who was our producer last year, our engineer. Um, And this year. Uh, anything that happened with vocals where there was like cool reverb or phasing or uh, multiple takes from like that, that was all will. And so it really brought out and the mat, like, you know, the kind of cool, cool parts of each song made it feel rhythm, feel like EPs. Feel- so like every time we got to a new episode, I thought like the coolest song had already passed. Like this is also Matt, like, but like it is, it's it only like- really. <laughs> yeah, no, it yeah. did just no, keep getting better. No, it just, it's it just like, kept, it's like, I was like, man, that's got to be my favorite song of the season. There's no way that it could possibly get better than that. And then like every episode, it got better. I think that, like, so I, yeah, I'm really proud of that stuff. I think that, I mean, like it's something like 45, 50 songs and Will, you killed it. That was great. Uh, yeah, is... I know, right? Hard to look back at your life right now, right? <laughs> 45 songs. What have I been doing? Um, and I'm just looking forward uh, to, my daughter's going to start school this fall. So I'm taking some time off to take care of that. Yeah. She had her first dentist appointment today and she killed it. This is like the small, like little joys in life that make me really happy. You're like a toothbrushing specialist. I know it's weird. I was there. Uh, I was there, and I, I had a lot of things I wanted to tell them about. Do you like leave like a card with the dentist? To. I do. I do. I have like a CD. I leave, uh, and then I'm working on some board games. I'm going to make some board games this fall. Ooh. That's my hobby. And so, we're, we're, but then also uh, I have actual work to do for Roy Gold. We're going to do Fuzz Town. We're going to do. Uh, some plays we're gonna do some other stuff some fun stuff before we even get to season three so i'm excited all right cool we'll edit all that down so that none of the things we talked about are in there so we've just introduced the show we skip over all that um let's get to the questions guys we actually have people that that really care about the show and they wrote some really cool questions so i'll pass these along i've got uh i've got sand timers in front of me i've got <laughs> I thought two you were joking when no you said no that. <laughs> uh these things are interminably long usually so we're gonna wow. try to keep it nice and short for everybody all right, this one, this first one's from Katrina uh, for the Q&A. How did the war between the Warehams and the Hampires begin, and will peace ever reign over them? Flip Jonathan. Uh, well, I'm not going to 
go into the backstory because we might get into that and uh, another mm. Fuzztown story possibly. I think I might have promised that last year with Brushtown mm-hmm, stories, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Um, but will peace ever reign? Well, now that all the vampires are dead, that's right. Uh, it's kind of peace by default. It so. is very peaceful. <laughs> yeah, the cold, dead piece of space. Yeah. yeah, you know. So there you go. But we might, we might, we might learn a little bit more next year. So that's cool. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Um, I think this next one's for Jonathan too. Next couple of ones for Jonathan. Uh, Sam writes with how season two ended with the spaceships landing. I was wondering whatever happened to the tooth astronaut stranded on the moon. Might they have a role in season three? Uh, well, I don't remember the two astronauts are in the show within the show. Um, that's I don't right. I think they're literally on the moon. I think that's like more of like a sketch that they did. Are they like trapped in like a soundstage somewhere? Possibly? I mean, probably. They actually, did we ever release that? The, the We did release the brush. No, we didn't. We didn't. Re- we have a great a hidden brush town we got to re- record and release about. Uh, yeah, maybe now it's a fuzz town. <laughs> it's a fuzz town, but it's about the uh, the recording, uh, the the actress who played, who one, played of the, one of the two astronauts. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Sam, we'll, we'll get you that. Uh, same Sam uh, will. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no. Sam again. Sorry. Will, while on the subject of space, did fl- the floss bombing of the crater creatures of Shambabu uh, kill all of them, or did some survive and have vowed to seek revenge against those, that, Jesus, Sam, that have tried to wipe out their race and allied themselves with those from Trojus? Well, again, that's the show within the show. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So uh, they probably didn't ally themselves with the Trogus because the Trogus are in the actual world of the show. I really like but Sam. The, yeah, Sam's he's great. Got, he's got more for you. Are he's, you ready? Uh, yeah. So uh, again, you know, certain things are actual, certain things are fake actual, and he's, then there's the fake actual Sam, actual. you can't see this, but he actually has a whiteboard out now, and he's making a little diagram for there's you. There's a lot of yarn involved. I'm going to take some pictures and send it to you. This is great. Yeah. Uh, same Sam, will there be any more MomBot and ChildBot? Mm, probably. Probably. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Their, their, story, their story is not done. Let's leave it at that. That's uh, They're two of my favorites. That was really cool. Hannah and Rebecca, what they did yeah. with those characters that literally have all of, like, 40 lines between them spread out over an entire season, uh, especially the end. What Hannah does there makes me really happy. Still, Sam, Stubby Subs has been mentioned a few times. Are they hiding a dark secret like Gigi Scrumptious? I mean, everyone's hiding a dark secret, right? But not like Gigi Scrumptious. That's no, pretty dark. I mean, that's pretty dark and pretty involved. Um, I think on the Patreon, there's a little Lyman Keys stuff where he does little small histories of things. I think he has one on Stubby Subs. That'd about cool. the background. So if you're interested, you could check it out there. That's on Patreon. I believe Sam is a Patreon subscriber. I believe he is. So, so I think, yeah, I think you, you have check more it out. Write. I think he knows and he wants more. But we, again, it might be in a Fuzztown story. If enough people are interested, it's always good to He's get. literally writing this down right now, Sam. He's, you just gave him an idea. Yeah. You got to sue for that. Uh, same Sam again. Finally, not a question. However, a few years ago, Melissa Lusk and Matt Roy Berger, uh, it's me, uh, wrote, produced, performed the song Everybody Lies for a soundtrack to the book The Boy Who Couldn't Sleep and Never Had To by DC Pearson. The book is one of my all-time favorites, and that song is my favorite from the soundtrack. I didn't realize it until that that was Melissa singing until during this season when I was on Bandcamp and I came across her page, and there I saw the song. Melissa plays my favorite character, Pangla. So I was completely shocked when I found out that my favorite podcast and my favorite book are linked by the actor of my favorite character. Character. So I just wanted to give a big thank you to Melissa and Matt for being a part of my wacky musical taste far before fa- Fall the House of Sunshine. And thank you all for making such a great show. Thank you, Sam. Thanks for listening. And that I can't tell you how happy that makes me that like something weird we made 
uh, five to 10 years ago has connected because like our bands are so separate from this. But yeah, if you want to check out Melissa's work, she recorded with a band called Boy Girl Party for a while. She does her own solo stuff. And that is, fun fact, the only music video she's ever made for her own music. And extra fun fact, other than me, her, like two of our friends and two people we do not know that are in it, the most famous person in that video is crazy ex-girlfriend uh, uh, Rachel Bloom from the CW show. She's amazing. She's not a crazy ex-girlfriend. She was in a show called Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, uh, which is also musical theater meets comedy. She's amazing. So check that out online. And thank you. Uh, DC Pearson's amazing. Um, and that book is really cool too. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Looking to get out of the ads and back to the story? Fable and Folly Plus is a new way to support the creators you love. The podcast you're listening to right now and more than 60 others can be heard ad-free for as little as $4 a month by visiting fableandfolly.com slash plus. And now, Fall of the House of Sunshine is offering episode commentary to Fable and Folly Plus supporters, still entirely ad-free. Fable and Folly Plus. Sign up today at fableandfolly.com slash plus. All right. Uh, for Marcus and Will, this one's from Colin. Uh, what's the... He just took a deep <laughs> sigh over there. You didn't think you were going to be involved. Uh, I remember I remember reading the email with the questions. And- uh, yeah. You get so, ready. It's a hard, it's a hard hitter. It's a surprise to me. Uh, what's the process <laughs> for creating the audio world of Sunshine? How do you make it sound the way it does? It's one thing to have people saying the words convincingly, but the world really comes to life with all of the sound effects and stuff. And I agree. And stuff. It's the end stuff, I it's think. It's the stuff that really makes that, the stuff come. Um, so I think we had a sort of like interesting challenge coming in because we didn't work on season one and then we uh, were like suddenly in charge of season two. Thank you for that, by the way. <laughs> um for in terms of the world of sound and i th- so i think the the biggest thing was just like pouring over the scripts a bunch uh and just like immersing ourselves in the world of the show and sort of trying to figure out like how things were supposed to sound and uh sort of like exploring that um i think also like the songs just cuz they are like a decent chunk of each episode it plays a lot into like setting the tone. So if I sort of like would listen to the music that was coming in, it was pretty obvious, like how everything else was supposed to sound because it just like creates like a world and a vibe and, and you kind of just, and I'm running out of sand. Your sand ran out, but that's interesting. I think it's interesting to talk about the music there. Uh, yeah. I just, if there was like an eighties style song that would influence, like inform your decisions about sound. I don't know if it was, it was that like, uh, that specific like oh like the like <laughs> like fuzzy forever didn't like specifically <laughs> inspire like 80 sound design up. yeah <laughs> or yeah yeah but it was i think it was more just like you sort of like feel something when you listen to the music or when you hear the words from the actors and then like you, that feeling then sort of informs the sounds that i was choosing um or like or the sounds that Matt 
had created um, at the start of the show. And it sort of just like when you found the thing that sounded right, I think like we all like would sort of hear it. And then when like the stuff didn't sound right, it was also very yeah. obvious. I, I thought it was so. interesting the balance you found because I, and I don't work in visual stuff ever. I don't know if there's like the cor- like a correlation to like doing film in this way too, but like there is a too much and there's a too yeah. little. So it's like, I, it's cool that you found a place that at least convinced one person to write. Yeah. And I actually think it was interesting too, because it was actually not as far as I thought Mm. we had to go to like, like sometimes I like, I remember when I, when we first started, there was, I was like thinking like, oh yeah, like, uh, fuzz world, everything should sound like muted and there should be like sort of more fuzziness to everything. And then as we started getting into it, it was like, no, like you don't want to like step on what the actors are doing by like creating like, yeah, like going that extra, like, sort of thing so like footsteps are just footsteps and uh some things are just some things and and it was really like you left it to like the atmosphere i think we spent a lot of time on ambiences yeah and like finding the right sort of like ambience for each scene which i think helped a little bit yeah it sets the scene i thought we we had a conversation at one point i feel like we were talking about like well if bullets can still kill people they still sound like bullets (laughs) yeah yeah, 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 exactly there is hard fuzz and soft fuzz and it's like i think the funny thing is is in in, within the story it's like he went to all this trouble to create the softer world and it's like it's a lot more nuanced it's pretty much the same world it's (laughs) just made of fuzz still sucks so yeah. yeah Yeah, yeah. No, I, I did the guns. The guns thing was like a, I think, like a thing that we spent a little bit of time with. And uh, <laughs> is your microphone working? <laughs> he's doing bullets. He's doing sound design. It came across. Uh, and will just to toss it your way too. I mean, like, uh, I mean, I personally, I know. I don't know anyone who's listening knows how much of your work really transformed the songs, but it was a lot. Like, um, how did you make your decisions? I mean, did you just hear it when you heard the song? You knew what it need, what needed to come out, or how'd you get there with each one? Yeah, I mean, I, I, well, your arrangements were really clear, clearly defined by the time the music got to me. So I just kind of let that inspire uh, what I wanted to do. And I mean, the decisions were pretty clear. It wasn't wasn't like some things that you mix that are a guessing game as to what the artist wants. Sure. Uh, Wants it to to end up like, and I feel like um, you left me a lot of creative control. It wasn't. Thank God. There weren't times stuff, that yeah. you were hard on me. And you're like, oh no, it has to be. Uh, right. Or, I don't know, but I, I get there, the feeling that we came from a similar musical background. We have some some influences in common, and are just kind of on the same page. You, you, your ability with guitars is something I've always wanted. Like, like the way you bring the guitars forward, it's, they sound very like a wall of sound. It's great. But, yeah, I just made them really loud. Yeah, that's, <laughs> oh, that's right up my alley. Um, but I, I would, I often would come back to Will with notes that were like, I was like, oh, does it need? Do I need to write this other part? And he was like, well, what do you mean exactly? And I was like, well, you know, like something should come through here. And then you would find a frequency. I feel like, and like the horns that were already there would come through, and it'd be like, oh, that's it. So it's like you just have the ear for it. I thought. Well, I think a lot of times you had made those decisions already, and it was just not I mean, coming I'd... through in the in the early stages of the mix, where you know you did things in the arrangement with a certain intention. It sounded a lot different when you were working on it, so uh, and I didn't really pay much attention to that. <laughs> oh yeah, we were recording <laughs> as it started. Everybody. 
It's poor uh, actors recording to like one guitar and a drum or something. Well, yeah. like listening to your tracks. I didn't really listen to them before I started just like diving in and I'm glad and messing yeah. with stuff. But um so I heard things differently to begin with. And then getting back to your vision for the song, I think cleared up most of those problems. That's great. I mean, I'm really, really proud of the music this year. And I really thank you for that. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah, you, guys, you. you guys are incredible. And yeah, so I hope that answers your question, Colin. Uh, yeah, it kind of it kind of came about as we were going, but I were really proud of like the sound, obviously. We, we all talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, Jonathan, different Sam asks, and I checked, it's different. Can we get the full show of Whole Moles and Mole Holes? The three songs we got really got stuck in my head. Uh, no, <laughs> no, I will. I will bring up to, to different Sam that they got stuck. They probably got stuck in your head because they're all uh rip off parodies <laughs> of, of popular Broadway music. So say you can uh, see all of those shows. We're probably, like. yeah, you could. Yeah. You could. Yeah. Uh, we're probably going to do, we do first season. We did an entire musical episode. Second season. We did two entire musical episodes. We're not going to do three for season three, but we'll figure something out. And uh, I'm glad you liked it. It seems like, actually seems like before we even, when we got to episode 13, that was a big musical thing for people to start the show with the the big musical number. But like before uh, that, everybody was writing in about. That was so good. Oh, thanks, man. When you, when you, when you sent me the message that that, that was like the directive for that episode and like what, like, and I like. Oh, to start did with it, it. And then I listened to it and it was like. I like it. I'm it glad we did it. So cool. It was really cool. We did a couple changes at the end where we broke the format a little bit, and I hope we can do that more in season uh, season three. So thanks, guys. Uh, all right. Uh, this one's from Maeve. Uh, first, first this, is a, this is a long one, but it's really cool. Uh, Maeve, firstly, thank you so much for having created this podcast. Once you get used to the complete madcap confusion, the incredible creativity and talent shines through. And before long, you'll see, you'll see why we chose this question. And before long, you find yourself more emotionally involved than you ever would have thought. Uh, quote, why am I coming to late work? Because I, late to work, why, sorry, quote, why am I coming in late to work? Because I want to repeat the opening song to episode 13. Just one more uh, time to appreciate each of the characters' dilemmas. I ask myself, truly well done to each and every one of you. Thanks, Maeve. Uh, my question is, why do I feel as if I'm the only person in the pre-fuzz and or fuzzed universe who adores this show? Where are the discussion groups, memes, fan art, and support groups? I don't even know who I'm backing anymore in this fraught fight between fuzz and tooth. Where are these people? My people! Please help me. As with the finale coming in a few days' time, uh-oh, this is, this is an older question, I am going to find myself as alone as Brushy has been for most of season two. Thank you, Maeve. That's really nice. Uh, we are... Um, we 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 have a couple places where people meet up, and it, and you know uh, the audience really grew this year, uh, thanks to uh, in our awesome cast passing it around and Fate Crafter Studios, um, passing it around. Uh, just we, fans in general. And fans in general. Yeah. Twitter. So I think anytime someone posted on Twitter, uh, I, apparently there was a tweet. I missed this, but Jonathan was somebody. There was a tweet yesterday from Portland. What was it? Uh, it was just someone said that they had been uh, singing one of the songs in a grocery store, and then someone stopped them and asked if. It was Fall of the House of Sunshine. Which is bizarre. Yeah. yeah. We were freaking out about that before you got here. So your people amazing. are in a grocery store in Portland. That's, That's really right. important. There's a lot of grocery <laughs> stores in Portland. Really? If you can get on the grocery Which store circuit. With the, uh, the new, new Portland or old Portland? Well, that's a good question. That's an important yeah. question. I think the, City of Roses, right? No? That's the new one. City, City of Portland. Bridges. I don't remember. 
I don't know. I've never been to Portland. Uh, but yeah, um, Maeve, to answer your question, we're on Facebook. Um, uh, we are. Uh, we have. We have SoundCloud for as long as SoundCloud is still around. Um, uh, there is a subreddit. Um, yeah. For, oh, there is for Follow the House of Sunshine. So, yeah. oh, I have to join that. Yeah. Um, I'm never on Reddit, but I'll tell you what. Melissa is always on Tumblr uh, uh, with Brandon Sanderson fan groups. So, uh, and once I finish Oathbringer, I will be as well. Uh, so you can find us on Tumblr. That's where all the lyrics and and such are. But honestly, anything, anytime you post or uh, post something on Facebook, I think that's probably where we're going to start to 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 get followings. I really appreciate that. Yeah. It's not something we think about when we're making the show, but it would it's awesome. And I know some shows have Slack channels, so if we had enough interest in that, we could make a Slack channel for fans of the show. You know, we love Slack. Oh, God, our Slack is crazy. <laughs> I bet everybody's like that. That's like the new dad thing to say. Our Slack is off the chain. There was, there was some really funny happening on the Gimlet Slack today that like I was like sitting just laughing my ass off That's i'll great. tell you guys Slack about it off the oh, oh yeah you can just bleep it out remember we're just gonna bleep things out <laughs> Maeve, thank you so much that's really nice yeah, obviously I'm, we're reading i've read these before so i knew that was a really nice thing coming but i just wanted i wanted to post it you're awesome um uh, uh from keith chapman um, my wife just texted me to tell me she's out of straight white men. So we might get some Melissa Lusk Pangla at the she's, end of the She's going to find out. a bunch of them here. Fresh out. Yeah, <laughs> fresh out. We got a bunch of straight white men here. Go see young Gene Lee on Broadway, guys. Uh, Keith Chapman uh, writes, is Lyman, rela- this is for Jonathan, obviously, is Lyman related to Dan Kent in any fashion? They both seem subject to flights of fancy. Lyman uh, Keys obviously are our, our wonderful historian yeah, of uh, historian. all things brush and fuzz. Yeah, he likes to do... Uh, Little podcast sometimes when we have off weeks, and uh, he's available. He's on has a little stuff on the Patreon as well. He's currently doing uh, recaps of the first season. But we need to know. Uh, and I'm yes. flipping this. I'm flipping this. You have one minute. Oh, it fell over. Uh, I think Lyman has done a lot of his genealogical chart. I don't think he's connected to Dan Ken as far as he knows. But you know, a lot of people in this universe tend to go on tangents. So I'm going to ask you something. Kind of uh, uh, just is is where does Lyman come from? Like, like new molar. No, but like in in the universe, I'm asking you personally, Jonathan. I mean, like reason. his parents. Okay, never mind. He's a beautiful character, and I love him. And Stardust you're, man. Stardust Just like man. everybody else. <laughs> We're all stars. Thank you, Carl Sagan yeah. over here. Appreciate that. It's all star stuff. Um, all right. Uh, again, another one for Marcus and Will. Uh, Lily asks, what was the recording process? This is a series of questions. What was the recording process like for the show? How long did it take? Because you could take that in a number of ways. And what did everyone do? How long did it take? Just, she's really interested in how long did it take? And, and when did you finish? Thank you, Lily. I don't, I'm not making fun of your questions. You're really interested in how long did it take? Uh, what was the recording yeah. process like? You guys were both in the studio <clears throat> when we were doing uh, dialogue and uh, songs. Yeah. Um, so we spent, was it? It's like two and a half weeks, basically. Two, two weeks in December and, and then, then a like pickup a little... date. One pickup date in January, one pickup date in April to, or two pickup dates in April to do the, the massive yeah. episode seven and 11. So, yeah. So that was just like eight, nine hours a day, every tough, day, yeah. just actters like revolving door of actors coming in amazing and, and, and in groups it. so it wasn't like we had an actor and then no, yeah, another yeah. actor they were they Up were actually interacting in like actors do yeah and the room is is pretty small it's like my like studio room in my apartment which is i don't know like seven by five and a half like it's not 
with big a big desk all. in it for your computer. Well, yeah, with, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> half of it's my desk. Everybody and, was so cool about it too, and we had yeah. people like Broadway people coming in. I mean, people, uh, movie stars. Yeah, movie it stars. was really hot because uh, our heater was on the fritz, and we couldn't open the windows because then we would let in sound from outside. Rogue sound. Yeah. Not not the good sounds. Mm-hmm. Only the only the good actor sounds. And actors, all the other actors who were waiting to do their scenes were on the other side of a paper thin door. Yep. Very quietly, like reading through their pages. <laughs> or and sometimes not very quietly. Oh, that's true. And They're... and uh Diana would bang on the door. That's right. That was usually <laughs> me like talking to other actors, be like, What's going on? Are you happy to be here? Well yeah, because I mean that was the amazing thing. It's like everyone that came through was like just so awesome and friendly and so there was always interesting conversation happening. Like yeah. Just, you know, right around the corner. And everyone was really cool. A lot of people knew each other, weirdly. Yep. And then you people. guys would trade off. Like you did the first two days by yourself. And then Will was in. <laughs> and then I was like, I can't, I can't do eight hours nonstop. I thought I could. For an um, entire week straight. And yeah. Then... <laughs> so was, then we started switching. Yeah. We which would... was great. Cause like later on, like it would be like mid May or something. We'd be doing an episode and one of you would be like, wait, what happened? Cause you no, were yeah, there that was, for it. Cause we also did it completely out of order, which, which made it yeah. really interesting. I think we easier s- to schedule that way. So we started with, we did a lot of first ladies. I think, I feel like in the first half, maybe, maybe? Yeah, like, I remember like over. Rachel Flynn came in on the earlier the amazing side amazing rachel flynn yeah and Huff, i'm just like, yeah, my bud um i also work on another podcast with rachel sometimes so that was fun um <clears throat> but i yeah i just remember recording her stuff and i'm like what the heck is going on yeah it's weird <laughs> but and i remember then, that yeah, it all started to come together you know yeah in the like, end of week two you were like i understand what's yeah. happening because yeah we had stuff where i think diana had to do everything at the beginning yep and then uh daniel isaac who played dr lou who's in yeah, all they, of they were never scenes, in the same room they were together. never he could not make it till the end because he was finishing billions and didn't it turn out that they were like friends and they, they were knew each great other? friends and when diana <laughs> diana didn't know till she got in the room that he was playing dr right. lou and she was like She's like, I can't believe we're not going to, I'm, you know, like, oh, we could print a picture of him and put him up there if you wanted. <laughs> so she did all of her stuff. She went through her entire arc pretty much in order because she had the first two days to her, you pretty know. Pretty much by herself. Yeah, by herself. She did the, for she half did of the it scenes with, with Puma yeah. to do all the Feltina stuff yep. and some of the Fuzzo stuff. Because Jared in a room is, for those scenes too. Was yeah. Like, when the three of them are together too, it yep. was Jared, uh, Puma, and uh, Diana doing all their stuff. It was really nice because awesome. they just fire jared jared was amazing jared was like won the award for most days he came in just to help out on other people's scenes that he was in like he spread himself out but we generally tried to keep everybody bundled up so yeah so then daniel came in at the very very end and we were doing scenes like at the end and you i remember one one of you guys looking at me and being like i think i finally understand what's going on because like the second half of like all the scenes were falling into place all the all like one-sided time travel conversations (laughs) well it is time travel so that's fair that's allowed uh yeah somehow that the thing is the show's just as funny if it's all out of order and you have no idea where it's going, <laughs> what's going on. it might actually be funnier sadly oh, yeah. and then on, the on top cut. of all of that we were recording songs which that's right you know within everything else and we were only we only we only got the one day in january was the we got one day behind so we had to book the buddy project and yeah and do the extra day there. that worked out that was amazing because emily yeah it was a couple people just came in and like knocked out they they already had their date emily and molly I think. emily was, molly and broadway's I, molly Hager. i honestly think we should at some point release your version of fight of the century 
Absolutely not. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it was so good. The audio was John Valicanta did an amazing job on that. Uh, he, did. he actually he was sang it. Fabulous. What I do is enter falsetto at many points, and you can hear the clicks of different takes coming in and out because I can't <laughs> hold my breath that long. It's so I just I remember like it was like the perfect space because I feel like in the apartment you wouldn't have necessarily it would have been like harder to like get that like kind of silly with it yeah and like just like let go but like because you're in the studio and there was like the glass between us and oh, like did we record a version of it of me doing it in the studio yeah no, that's when we did this. it thank god and it was john like, came in it was thank it was, god john valicanta came in i thought it was great i remember i remember when we were recording it and you're like i don't know and we're like no like this is awesome <laughs> i'm really thank but, jonathan thank you for calling your friend john valicanta <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe that'll be an internal yeah on the slack if patreon, you guys want to get on patreon exclusive. <laughs> yes, listen. um yeah i mean you were in I for really both scenes will you were both both scenes and for music right so you did yeah. a little bit of everything even though you weren't going to mix the the scenes yeah, we themselves that was cool. You gave good notes. I remember that because I did a lot. I did a lot of my singing with you on like weird days. You gave me good notes and stuff. It was good. Yeah. yeah. I, well, I wanted to make sure everything was like understandable. That's you a really important see. part of podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. You can't see anything. So my singing style is very is very much uh, muddling through things. So I appreciate that. Yeah, and you know, people sound different when they're talking from when they're singing. And so yeah. one of the things I was looking out for, especially was like knowing who, who different people were that were in scenes together in songs together. That's a good point. Well, thank you for doing that. Especially <laughs> trying to sing with a character like Pangla, or, you know, some of these voices. Uh, having never worked on a musical podcast. Yeah. Things you never think about. We figured it out a lot. Of, to answer your question, like, we figured out a lot on the fly uh these these two guys did all of the recording uh and then rob came in to help mix some of the scenes and we we went from december uh and january the one january pickup date that got us mostly the way through the season and then about two weeks or three weeks before episode seven was supposed to come out we got the amazing andrew radford butler was it that close and uh yeah uh, jordan gelber broadway's jordan gelber i keep saying broadway like it, yeah <laughs> broadway's jordan gelber uh came in and did elementary's um, probably episode elementary jordan gelber Blind uh, spot. did their did their stuff in april and then everything was week to week we up until yeah. even up until uh episode 15 we were like working at least the weekend before every episode getting stuff done so. in retrospect we had great plans to get ahead by a couple of weeks. We yeah. did. And then, you know, then I, yeah. I think a little bit too, like it, part of it, at least like towards the end, like I was like super wanting to have had the final episode done like well before we actually released it. But I had I underestimated how long the sound design was going to take. It all sounds good. That's all that <laughs> matters. There's was, literally only it one. It took mis- just as long the first season too. I mean, we were, we were just as we much. Were every week we were working. Yeah. yeah. There's That's, literally only one mistake we ever made, and that was not adding the underscore music for Dan Kent back into that one monologue in episode one three. It was the only mistake we made, and you guys made I'm, it. So never, <laughs> I'm still going to hold it into season three. I know it's better, 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 next never. question. <laughs> next question. Uh, oh, Jonathan wrote to me. We got this very legitimate comment on our SoundCloud from today's episode. Six sounds you got. My colleague would like your taste, and I dig your style please post this track on his page he has quite a big following who would love this okay i'm gonna have to take care of this later 
That's a SoundCloud comment we got today. That's great. That's good. I think we also got somebody on our Facebook page who says he can get us many follows and listens. That's great. We yeah. need many follows and listens. Uh, love the game 29, subject fan art. The message says, hello. This is, there's no punctuation. Hello, I have fan art of the shield with the tooth and the tooth, toothbrushes, and I would really love to show you. Smiley face. Uh uh, love, love the game. Twenty nine. First of all, I do too. Uh, second of all, send what it number our way. would you say you love the game though? Uh, probably not twenty nine. Maybe twenty six or twenty seven though. That's still pretty um, high. Seriously though, if you have any of the artwork, send it our way. We're we're gonna post it. I mean, like we we're totally infatuated with ourselves. And actually, I just love to see that when I'd people. I love to are, see fan art. Yeah, yeah that's I mean, awesome. Got, if you, if you like bit, us enough, yeah. yeah uh, please send anything you want to send to us. Is it is podmusical.gmail.com or on Twitter. You can tag us there on Facebook again. And again, if we get the Slack channel or not, we can make like a little thing. But yeah, please. We love to see fan art. Yeah, we'll post any of it. Yeah. That's awesome. So thank you so much. Love the game. 29. Who makes the artwork for the episodes? Me. It's lovely. It's really oh, great. thank you. Yeah. I'm not it's sure how many people see it. If you're not on SoundCloud, I don't know if you see it at all. I don't know. You see it? You do it? They come episode by episode on, on, on my, iTunes? On my podcatcher, it does, yeah. Oh, yeah okay, cool, because I lost which, which on iTunes. Which app do you use? Uh, Overcast, I think. Uh, I listen on iTunes, and it does not yeah. at all. Sorry, really? podcast. I thought I was thing. Yeah. yeah, no, iTunes doesn't do, like, a specific... All right, quick hits for Jonathan here. These are from all from Laura Evans from Surrey, UK. She gives her email address, which I'm not giving out. Uh, it says cues for the Q&A and this is a really awesome message another awesome message thank you guys so much for writing in so this is kind of the end quick hits for Jonathan hello my girlfriend introduced me to Fall of the House of Sunshine and now I'm low-key obsessed even more so than her anyway I have lots of questions hope you can answer some of them you ready Jonathan all right, I'm flipping over this thing. Thank you. This is going to be on me then, too. One, the introduction and subsequent demise of the Y team absolutely floored me. I love how you set up and subsequently dismantled the typical hero versus villain narrative. Did you purposely set up, set out to uh, subvert this type of narrative? Yeah, I'm, yeah. I mean, they didn't die by accident. I mean, no, kind of, like, <laughs> was that your goal, though, in like was, doing it, or were you just trying to do yeah, like, a big... No, I think I was playing around again with the trope of setting up this hero thing. And I think there's, um, you know, that's sort of based on different things. Again, the idea of getting this team together and then just sort of failing right off the bat. Yeah, um, which is the only reason Dan Kent gets involved, which I love. Yeah. I love that the world is increasingly more like really brilliant, wonderful, smart, talented women. And like the answer that why Dan Kent is involved is like, well, literally like 14 people just died and he's all we got. So yeah. like, he comes back in. Uh, two, uh, when the world turned to fuzz, what became of agriculture? This is an amazing question. Commerce without the need for certain resources, e.g. food, are the fuzz now living in a post-capitalism utopia? Doesn't no, sound like a utopia. No, though, it's still, it's still capitalist to extent. There just had to be a reorganization of labor. And especially with the, with the unending war, it was a good way for them to ship off people into the front. That's right. And again, there was a sort of reshuffling of all sort of commerce that happens with that. But we get into that a little bit. In, I, uh, fuzz town stories. Hopefully. I love, yeah, I li- you can literally get Jonathan started about the world building in this. And I want to hear you more, talk more about the commerce. Yeah. Um, not on this podcast. But it's so, it's not, I would say it's not utopia, but it's not dystopia either. I think there's things that are better in the fuzz world and there's things that are worse. So. Yeah. It's just topia. It's, it's just topia. <laughs> it's fruitopia. Everyone's be-topia. favorite beverage. Dinotopia. 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 <laughs> uh, number three, did Professor Wise alopecia protect her from the fuzz? 
Uh, unclear. Unclear. Uh, number four, how do the non-fuzzed feed themselves? That's a good point if most of the world has turned. Mm-hmm. But not all the world has turned, right? No, 80%. Plus there's um, in the Old camps, pudding factories. Well, and there's oh, old yeah. pudding factories, but there's also the, the, the forced labor camps where they have some sort of uh, agricultural process as well as smoothie making. That's right. Lots some, of smoothies. Some some lands have survived. So Jersey's probably has a lot of farms in it for mm-hmm. the for that purpose. Uh, number five, how did Feltina and Huffalumpicus meet? Please tell me that's going to be in a Fuzztown story. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I mean, they met. They're two of my favorite characters. Yeah. Huffalumpicus uh, is my favorite character. I mean, there's some point, too, about how deeply you want to get into everybody's backstory. I'd like to leave some mystery, too. I mean, sure. You don't necessarily need to see the young adventures of, like, say, Darth Vader, necessarily. Their eyes met over the uh, the Bull of Combs. Did you just, like, say that the entire first trilogy of Star Wars wasn't necessary? Because, come on. Uh, did their well, eyes need, meet over I that free Bull of Combs? I need to know what happened to, like, I want to know what happened to Neem Nub before. Uh, question number. So you're not going to tell us how Feltina and Hef met. It's it's fine. I just want to know that. All right, cool. So uh, I, Laura, I want to hear your fan fiction. Uh, episode six, or not episode six? Sorry. Uh, Ooh, questions. I'm in a real Star six. Wars mood right now. Uh, the words spoken at the end of Trogus Among Us, "Gum Buxom Squeeze Solel," are the very same words muttered by Crazy Dan Kent. Will season three reveal the significance of these words? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Also, I just want to mention that I changed those words around slightly for to fit my song in season one. There you go. Uh, yeah, I changed the whole course of the river. Uh, number seven, Pangla's transition from male to female was met with universal acceptance and zero stigma and or dead naming. Uh, dead naming, of course, is if you use a trans person's uh, previous name that they do not use anymore. Uh, was this an intentional narrative choice to model a more tolerant attitude to the transgender community or simply the result of Clowney Brown's deep work to instill the message that gender isn't binary? Uh, both, I'd say. Plus, you have to remember in the fuzz world, almost everyone sort of transitioned to being fuzz. So, you know, gender has become even less. I love it. Gender is over of, if you want it. Yeah. It's a post-gender society. I really like that. That's my favorite part of actually at season two when you're at that is just literally no one questions it. And there's one moment where uh, during the coup, Fuzzo goes, some, says something like you, you says to to his mom, like, you're, you know, something about my brother. Or, Do you mean brushy? And she goes, yeah, who else would I be talking about? And he goes, I don't know. I'm pretty upset right now. It's literally the only time there's any question. I love it. Uh, and there isn't in the end. Uh, Laura, thank you for these questions. Uh, number eight, the Trogus were known to the CIA. Did anyone in the fuzz world foresee the ramifications of ceasing pudding production? And if so, did they attempt to warn Emperor Fuzzo? Uh, I mean, there a lot happened afterwards, and I think, you know, a lot of those files are lost when they turn to fuzz, so there might have been some people, but I think overall it was a small number of people who knew about the Trogus anyway. Like, but definitely some people did, because you look at the crazies that Dan Kent met, mm-hmm. hippies, and they yeah. sort of, yeah, the hippies seem to know that there's something going on. Yeah. So there's some people that are sort of touched by the Trogus and have some sort of extra sensory awareness that they're coming. I like, I like even in a world where like an entire world has changed to fuzz and like the entire world's changed around you. There are still people that probably are like, there are, there are UFOs out there. And there are people like, come on, man, (laughs) a bomb that turns everybody to fuzz. Okay. But UFOs, um, number nine, it sounds. Did you say a bomb or Obama? Obama, <laughs> yeah, Obama. I heard Obama too, I heard it too, this isn't Infowars. I'm not starting anything about what Obama okay. did to the fuzzed. Uh, uh, I, I can't believe I just mentioned Infowars on our podcast. Um, I love Obama. I'm gonna bleep it out. Uh, yeah. Thank you. Please, like, just like, <laughs> even if like just bleep word. it out, like as a swear word. Yeah, please do. Uh, number nine. It sounded. It sounds like Fuzzo was depressed. Did he ever consider seeing a therapist for his unresolved abandonment issues, or did the pressure of being a leader force him to neglect his own self care? 
I don't know if he ever saw a therapist. He probably should have. And if you know, if you're feeling like that, you should you know seek professional help. I'm excited to see where he goes in season three because mm. I think yeah, he's he's going to be around some smart people and hopefully. You know, uh, number 10, is this really the end of Brushy again? And I'm, I'm interested in this too. Uh, Willikers. Well, well, we had a lot of trouble with the actor who played Brushy. Yeah, so he was a real he was asshole. really hard to deal with. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't want to do it anymore. Never so. again. I mean, Brushy's, I'd say pretty dead. He's, I mean, he's a part of all of us is though what you're saying. Yeah. Because he was in the air, the particles, and then you, everybody breathed him in. Well, yeah. I mean, in the sense that like every 10th breath you have is like the breath that Julius Caesar had in that sense. Laura, thank you so much. He says, thank you for all your brilliant work. Laura, Surrey UK, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Those are wonderful. Uh, uh, And then this is is the very last one, Matt, for Matt and Jonathan, Marcus and Will. Uh, Sarah Hemi online says, I just started the pod musical and uh, what is this and why was I not listening to it before? I don't know. But thank you for listening now. That makes me really happy. Well, I mean, it didn't exist a lot longer than it's existed. That's true. So. Don't blame yourself. Don't be so hard on yourself. Sarah, it's it's really just, it's like in the blink of an eye. Yeah, in terms of being with the curve, she's not really far behind it. No, yeah, that's good. Well, that's it. And I'm sure we've been on too long, except it maybe if this is only 10 minutes long, that means that uh, Marcus earned his keep by like really editing it down. And we appreciate <laughs> that, Marcus. I'm yeah. definitely cutting that. Uh, we have some questions for you. What would you like to see us do next uh, in the Sunshine Universe or otherwise? Would you like more Brushtown stories? Because we're doing Fuzz, t- Fuzz Town now. Uh, would you want more mini musicals, more wide pewter poetry? Just write us. Uh, do, you, do you have a, a T-shirt that you're waiting for us to make so you can wear it? Email us. We're designing a meow. I'll mix the cat with a bow tie t-shirt and a have a sun tabulous by cuspid of a day t-shirt soon. Um, and we have some other ideas, but anything you have and you want to see, like, honestly, we'll make it. We're having, we love this world and we're, we're going to be in it for another, another couple of years at least. Um, so yeah, send us at podmusical at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter at, at the pod musical. Yep. yep. Like I said, we're I'm going to send a bunch too. of t-shirts. I love it. T-shirt ideas are my favorites because I make those. Um, just to wrap up, uh, we got a Patreon. If you're really into the show and you like it and you never want to hear a Q&A episode this long again, just donate $5 to Patreon and we'll know that if we get a $5 donation, it means you never want to hear a Q&A episode this long again. But if you do want to hear a Q&A episode this longer... Just $10. $10. I don't know how to do this. Uh, we're on Facebook. We're on Tumblr. We're on Twitter. We're on Public. So we make a lot of our money. We are on bandcamp.com where Will and my music is up. Uh, we really appreciate it when you listen to that. I think we're on, we're going to be on SoundCloud. Oh, not SoundCloud. We're on, uh, we're we are, on SoundCloud. On SoundCloud. Already. We're going to be on Spotify soon. Hopefully, yeah. We put it Ooh. up there and everything like that. We'll be on iTunes soon. So uh, please, anything you want to share, you want to post, really appreciate yeah. it. If you want to donate on Patreon, that's what makes this show possible. And it's going to, we, like I said, Jonathan and I have some more ideas we're going to be putting out in the next year and that'll make those yeah, videos possible. And we'll too. try to really keep Patreon, give you nice exclusives. There's a yeah. little short podcast from Lyman Keys. There's audio commentaries. Uh, we'll try there's, to keep doing other stuff. Maybe we'll do like Spotify playlists or something. There's or a sonnets well. being written sonnets for all, for all of the, the Patreons. Patreons. Yeah, and those will come out on the, the podcast feed later this year. Um, so yeah, so you get, you get stuff written for you, especially for you when you're a Patreon. So, uh, anything else you guys want to add? Before we get out of this hot boxed room, I had a prepared statement, but that's right. Your lawyer made you bring that. I forgot. Yeah, I forgot though. That's great.
you can catch Jonathan and I uh, doing Fuzz Town later this fall. You can catch uh, Marcus in five to ten years with his found found recordings. You can catch uh, you can catch Will uh, uh, Doc's Basement. Is that probably the best place to yeah, catch you? Yeah, yeah, Doc's Basement. DocsBasement.com for all all your audio needs. Is and there cool AC stuff. in the basement? Uh, we, we, if there is, we should go there right Someday. now. <laughs> um, and, uh, when my wife gets back, I'm going to record her saying something as Pangla to close up the episode and, uh, we'll call it a night. Thank you so, so much for listening again. I'm Matt. I'm Jonathan. I'm Marcus. I'm Will. I'm and, Rob. And if you can tell us all apart, you can win a prize. <laughs> you can win a prize. Four straight white dudes in a room. Uh, rock and roll. Thank you guys so much for listening. So much to write a play about that. And have a centabulous bicuspid of a day. The Fall of the House of Sunshine is a Roy Gold production. It was written by Jonathan Goldberg with music by Matt Roy Berger. Find out more about the show and cast at podmusical.com. Find out more about shoes at your local cobbler. Seriously, though, you could use a shine. Thanks for listening and have a suntabulous bicuspid of a day. The Fable and Folly Network where fiction producers flourish.